0: Hey, you're listening to the GGC
1: Life podcast. Weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to church today. We have palms for um for what's about to happen. Um, you may notice there's a few extra people on stage. Um, and for those of you that are wondering, yes, we are adhering to uh, the 1.5 meter distancing rule. Um, apart from partners that already live in the same house, so please stop uh, commenting in the comments section already. I know a bunch of you are probably already commenting. Um, okay, well, what we're going to do now is we're, we're actually going to have a Let's Talk panel session with um, the pastors at GGC Life. And uh, we're just going to discuss some of the things that you guys have actually been sending through um, throughout the week, some questions that you guys have sent in. And uh, we're just going to take the next little while just to, just to chat and um, even just hear from some of the pastors around what they feel God is saying in this season. So we believe it's going to be super encouraging. It's not too late to tag some of your friends um, or people that you feel like this might bless. Um, But sit back, relax, and enjoy what's about to unfold. Why don't we introduce our friends on stage? My name is Leon, and this is my wife, Vanessa. We love each other. We're married. She's taken Yes and amen. Okay. Next up, we've got Robin Vest, who have been on our pastoral team for quite some—actually, this whole crew is now starting to age, actually. Uh, We've got an incredible team. But Robin Vest, they're actually the directors at School of Supernatural, and um, they are incredible gifted prophets and preachers and evangelists and everything, actually. Um, Big gifts to this church. We've also got Leo and Christine in the middle. They're the senior leaders of this church. They've been leading this church for just—we're hitting 30 years— In uh, November, November, first Sunday, November. So 30 years in November. We've got Tony and Heidi, who've also been here since the very beginning. They're on the pastoral team. Uh, They are as familiar as the furniture, uh, but they are. They are spiritual parents to many in this household. They've blessed many throughout the seasons. And um, like our, my parents, they have a massive family as well um, of people actively serving in the church. And we have Sound and Laurie. Sal and Laurie an incredible, inspiring couple. And um, they lead all sorts of ministries within church as well. But um, more than anything, if you get around these people, you'll feel loved. Um, and I think, to be honest, that's a badge you can put on all these people. You'll feel loved when you get around these people. I know I do. And um, we hope that's what you kind of receive from today. But before we get into it, we just want to play a warm-up, um, little warm-up game and ask some questions. We're going to go through um, a couple of questions before we get sh- through to the meaty stuff. And we're calling this round of questions the Fast Five. We've got five fast questions that we have to take all a minute to answer. So it's only like 10 seconds each to answer, just to give us a little insight into the way that they think and who they are. So... Number one, question number one, are you guys ready? Question number one, are your mics all on and ready? This is our way of testing. Uh, question number one is, what is your favorite flavor ice cream and why?
3: In under 10 seconds, go.
4: Pistachio, uh, because it's I love pistachios.
0: <laughs>
3: Coconut, because it's good for you.
0: <laughs> Toblerone ice cream, I just recently discovered it. <laughs>
5: Uh, Probably chocolate, the good old chocolate. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I also love coconut.
6: Um, I guess it's because I just grew up with it. I'm Mm. not sure why.
5: Actually, Uh, I don't have a favourite.
7: It's chocolate, lemon, and pistachio.
6: I love chocolate and
8: uh, lemon gelato together.
1: Mm. Anything that tastes like Nutella.
2: (laughs) Delicious. We're very happy. We're very happy to hear that no one on the pastoral team likes strawberry ice cream. Which has already been, it's, it's been classified as demonic-flavoured ice cream. So for those of you that have, have some sort of a kindling towards strawberry ice cream, we're praying for you right now. We've actually got a team in the back <laughs> praying for you. I
9: think we're starting healing rooms. Um, uh, so number two, what is your partner's favourite colour?
2: Green. All <laughs> right, you can, you can say if she got it right or not.
3: Yes, she got it right.
2: Oh, awesome. Okay, what's Vesta's favourite colour? Green. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, next uh next couple. It's a real hard
5: one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. Pink or purple? Mm,
0: pink, yes, purple no. <laughs> but blue and uh, blue and black for you. Orange. Dark blue. blue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he
6: is wearing his favourite colour, khaki.
7: Oh nice. Yep. I think burnt orange, like a orange colour. Orange?
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's a burnt orange? <laughs> <laughs> one you put on fire, <laughs> you're hot.
8: I'd say blue,
1: and I'd say purple. Mm-hmm.
2: Very good, good stuff, guys. All right, next up, this is uh, this is some, this is some. We're getting into doctrine now. What's your favorite worship song? Real quick, one, just quick, under ten seconds. Let's okay. go. Okay,
4: I I love a song by Stephen Roach called "Deeper."
3: Um, the one that I sang to Jesus just the other day.
5: <laughs> I think it's um, what's her name? The fam- um I can't remember the name of the worship singer, but it is f- in book of Revelations where it's holy, holy, holy is the yeah, Lord God. C- Carrie Job. that's it. The, yeah, that's it. Revelation song.
0: Um, actually, the new song called Rattle by Elevation.
6: I was trying to go to my phone, um, <laughs> phone yeah. a friend, but I think it's called No One Else um, or n- Nothing, else. Nothing Else. Yeah, yeah that's my favorite right now.
7: Probably at The Blessing.
8: Nice. <laughs> um, I'd say Waymaker at the moment.
1: Uh, anything Hillsong United uh, before... No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with Everything is mine. With Everything.
9: Classic. What is a hidden party trick or talent that you have that no one knows about?
2: In 10 seconds.
9: I, I don't have one. I can't think of that's
2: one on right, the spot. That's okay.
4: Sorry.
3: I can make a really good fart sound, like using my armpit. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Robbie has a
2: sweater on, so you won't get to hear that. But when the, res- the COVID restrictions are over, we we put a GGC Live guarantee that Robbie will have to come up on stage and do a fart noise on stage for all of you. All right, next up.
5: I don't have one. You have one? <laughs> no. Mine have to ha- would have to be breakdancing, popping and rapping. Oh but dancing, yeah.
2: It's just one, mate. <laughs>
6: <laughs> can I have the question again, please? Yes, so... <laughs>
2: what's a hidden talent or party trick of yours
6: um that i can't finish a story <laughs>
7: <laughs> uh, probably the same as leo break dancing popping
8: <laughs> um, i'm really great at karaoke nice
7: she is actually
1: yeah, i can pop balloons too um i'm the cat whisperer the
2: cat whisperer so you, I you speak cat listens it uh-huh. does <laughs> So the phone number on the screen, it is. just to clarify, you can call the phone number 100. on the screen for any with any cat, cat problems whispery. you may have. You can chat to Sal. <laughs> He'll help you out. I actually can juggle. You can juggle? Ah, can. amazing. Very good. Juggling cats. cats. <laughs> All right. And last question, just like real quick. Well, you know what? The way we'll do this question is you just point, okay? Who on the panel do you think has the most toilet paper stacked up at home? Socked up at home?
1: <laughs> Not even All a question. Right.
2: Senior passes exposed, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to get into some awesome questions that um, some of you guys have sent in. And I just want to remind those of you that are watching at home, you can send in questions live right now. This is happening live. Um, So we encourage you to send in some questions um, on the number below or via the link below. You can go online um, via the link below and just shoot in some questions that you might have, especially if you want to remain anonymous. Um, So... Before we start, why don't we pray? Father, we just thank you for the opportunity that we get to talk about you, talk about kingdom culture, and I guess, I guess just, just helping, maybe shedding light on some things that help in this season, God, just realities and, uh, and truths um, that come from heaven. Father, we just pray that you would guide our words and that it wouldn't be from our own wisdom or our own hearts, but from heaven alone. We, just, we welcome you, we welcome your Holy Spirit, and we honor you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's have some fun. Okay, so big questions, a loaded one, um, but it'd be cool to hear from maybe one or two of you guys on this. What's this season all about? We're in a really interesting season. I mean, we started this season preaching and declaring that this is the season of harvest, the year of harvest, and all of a sudden we're all cooped up. It's maybe not the year people expected um, can any of you maybe shed some light on what you feel like? Like, what's this season all about? How can it possibly be a season of harvest?
5: Me first. Sure. Oh. Um, yeah, definitely. The, it hasn't changed. I think just God's getting getting us ready for that harvest mm. because he's, he's given us that time to isolate, to spend time with Him. So that's where the power comes from. So as we spend time with Him, we, we're in His presence, in His glory, intercession, prayer. And, um, and the fact that the, there's a sense of shaking around the nations of the world as well. So all the gods of this world, the idols of this world, the small idols of this world have uh, been judged in a sense. We've lost a lot of those things, whatever those things are, whether it's sport, entertainment, theater. I know all a lot of these things are okay. But when we put that thing in front of God, that's when it becomes an idol in our lives. So we can do that to family. We can do I can do that to my wife. I can do that to my children, even though God blesses me with my family. Um, so I think it's a time where God's trying to pr- re-prioritize the church's heart for Jesus, that we stay in love with him and, and see how amazing he is. That will stir up the revival. So that's my thoughts for that, but I'm sure there's others. Uh, I remember
7: my mum used to prune the, uh, the, the roses and they used to grow a lot stronger after they prune. And obviously fruit trees, anything to do with, uh, with harvest, when you prune something obviously we all know it grows stronger and i think this is a pruning time i think really is yeah so i i think the harvest is about to hit real hard in this country yeah
3: yeah i just think on that the harvest is about to hit really hard and we're literally right in 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 like right on the lip of it and the cusp of it and already is hitting but um i just think because of what god's doing on on the planet right now um you know and i just think it's so big that the enemy is trying to stop what God's doing, and I shared this the other week with our students that that it's kind of like when um, Jesus, when 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 Satan actually killed Jesus because he knew who Jesus was and what he came to do. So therefore, in the same way that that Satan was the catalyst that actually killed Jesus to actually bring salvation to the world, is what's happening right now, in essence. Yeah, that's so good.
9: yeah it's awesome. Um so what do you guys see in the future of the church and the kingdom? The near future?
4: Uh for me I um I see a church that is reliant on God and um, gives God the glory. I really believe that during, even during this time, it's a lesson for us that as we rest, God is doing what he needs to do. And I just really believe things that we've taken into our own hands, which we as a church weren't meant to take on, um, this time is just um, teaching us that um god deserves the glory and it is god that that does what he needs to do and as we partner with him we get to release on this earth what it is that needs to be released during this time and that's love it's peace it's righteousness it's joy
0: so good Vess. i i feel the same as well i feel like the Father saying as we partner with him uh we get to do you know uh, scripture says greater works shall you do because we partner with jesus and you know um I was talking last Sunday about intimacy. It's not a title or something that we give lip service to, but truly and genuinely, I think the Father is wanting the church, the people are the church, wanting them to get uh, get them into a deeper place of intimacy so he can partner with them. He wants to be with them before he works with them. So he just wants to, he wants such a deep reliance of intimacy so he can accelerate his work here on earth. Amen. Yeah. That's awesome. You guys I just see a story?
1: church on absolute fire. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Come back and it's it's not, it hasn't slowed down. No way. I'm just fire. going,
1: momentum's just, Come on. Amen. So cool. So,
2: I mean, hearing what you guys are all sharing, um, you know, I'd love to hear like hear what you have to say about this. Um, someone's just shot a question through and I think it's really relevant. Like, we've asked you about your response to this season and how you're feeling. And you guys all seem like pretty filled with peace or, or at least... Rest assured that the best is still yet to come. Yeah. And I am. And from what you're saying, like it's God speaking this, right? God's giving you words. He's giving you vision and he's giving you peace about the future. Someone's just written in and they've asked, well, how do you hear the voice of God? Like, is it an audible voice? Is it just in your head? Like, how does it make sense? Because for you, it like it looks, it sounds easy. Like people watching at home, it's like these guys feel like they're f- filled with peace. They're obviously hearing something from God, but how can I get that? Um, does anyone want to shed some light on that, hearing God's voice?
0: Well, scripture says, my sheep hear my voice. So, Evangeline, um, our youngest daughter, so know our voice. All I have to say, Evangeline, yes, Mama? It, so, um, the more we get to know Him through His Word, the more we hear Him. You know, that still, small, quiet voice, or even the tug in our heart. You know, we tend to develop it, like we develop our kids to hear us, and You know, pay attention to us, so to speak. For me, it's that still small voice. In order to hear that, I think we just need to dismantle all the clutter and every other voice and start tuning in. You know, sometimes as grown-ups, we're so used to hearing other people's voices that we haven't tuned in to hear His voice. So we sometimes we have to retrain to hear His voice, and we need to quieten ourselves and we need to just be centred in him, find a quiet place and say, Father, I just want to hear you. And it might be a whisper, it might be audible, it might be an impression, it might be an image in your head, but whatever that is, the more we continue to spend time with him, we develop hearing the voice of God.
5: Just a quick thing too, that if, depending on who asked that question, if someone that doesn't know Jesus and doesn't have a relationship with God asked that question, I would direct them in a way that you need to your heart, The heart has to change. And so for me, when I didn't know Jesus, my heart had to change. Our hearts had to change. There had to be a shift of our heart where um, it, it, it believes in God. Now I believe in the Father's love that he sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. Yeah. So I'm forgiven, totally cleansed, totally washed. Now my heart's in the right place. I'm going to start hearing the voice of God. And when I'm in that right place, how do, I, how do we know it's the voice of God? Because of the Word of God. He's already re- revealed the will of God in His Word. So the more we spend time in the Word, when we hear the voice, we can filter it, yes, that's from God or that's not from God. Or else, how do you judge something that f- from God or something that's not from God? It's always the Word of God. So we connect with the Word and we listen and the Holy Spirit speaks to us through His Word. Amen. And we can filter that it's from God.
9: Awesome, so good. Um, this one is a question for the ladies. Um, what are you guys hearing or feeling or do you have a word for the women in this season
8: yep so during this season um, i felt like God was speaking to me about um, expectation and uh, grace and being kind to yourself i mean these these are such strange times that we're living in and um, you know to to be a mum and to homeschool and to take care of work if you're still working um it's it's a tough gig and so you know you need to have grace for yourself and count the things that you've done well and celebrate those because that helps you go
6: yeah I had uh pretty much a similar th- uh, thing as well about not feeling that you have to be perfect at everything sometimes I don't know if it's just me that I've got this perfectionism thing <laughs> but um, just that thing of be reliant on God throughout this whole uh, time and every time um, knowing that um, he's the one that's perfect you don't have to be perfect in you know in these times that you've never been in before and like for me for seven, uh, seven to eight weeks I was at home every day doing nothing and now all of a sudden I've got this job and which is exciting and so it's a lot of change but uh, I still can't fall into this perfectionism spirit, you know. Yeah, so be reliant on him.
4: Uh, I just really, um, I suppose for women during this time, I just really feel that it's a time for us to be creative and to experience God in new and fresh ways. There's never been a time like this on the earth and I know that can be scary um, change for people. Um, We either love change or we don't, but it's oftentimes in chaos that we get to um, ex- experience and create new things. So I think as women in our homes um, and in our you know, workplaces or in our place of influence, we really have an opportunity just to restructure and recreate our life and the life around us to accommodate this next move of God.
2: I got a question for those um, that are watching that are stuck at home. Maybe you've had to quarantine for one reason or another. Maybe you you got tested and you just had to be isolated. Um, I know Tony and Heidi, you guys came back from a cruise just as (laughs) coronavirus is kind of sweeping nations um, over. And so you guys had to, didn't you have to self-quarantine for a long time?
7: Yeah, we, we were uh, on a cruise just before th- all this happened yeah. and it felt like the whole world had changed by yeah. the time we came back and uh, we, we self-quarantined for 14 yeah. days yeah. and uh, and it was a, a totally different world. I mean, yeah. it, that's when all the, the rules and the restrictions yeah. came yeah. in. There was no cases on board, just so yeah. you guys know. It was yeah. completely clear yeah. and uh, it, it it was, uh, I think, one of the last boats that came in. Yeah.
2: I was just, I mean, I'd love to know. So we're all used to, I think, feeling like we love people, right? Everyone, I mean, I think we're designed to be around people and we get our energy from people. Even I think introverts, if you're isolated from someone, like we know that the the, the cruelest form of punishment is to be in isolation, total isolation. Um, but that's a season that we're kind of in. And I just love to hear like, how did how did it feel for you guys? Was there stuff that kind of? Like kept you sane in those moments for those like that, that are watching maybe in that similar
6: I don't know. season. We we were saying
0: that. <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, considering we're with us with each other 24 hours a day, every day, we we didn't do too badly. Um, I know that's very tough out there for uh, at the moment with domestic violence and stuff like that. So uh, you know, I just urge you guys to get help if you need it. But it is it is tough to be at home and locked, cooped up within four walls, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Especially when we've just been around the world on a cruise, and then all of a sudden we're closed for six weeks, or you know we're we're sorry, um, uh, isolated for six to eight weeks. Uh, it, it is it is tough. But obviously, you you know you've got help, you've got family, you've got somebody you can contact. You know, and even if you don't, there's also government. Uh, co- co- you know, s- comp companies and whatever, you know, like World Mission and all those sort of salvos you can call, uh, Lifeline or us. or us, or GGC Life, you can call us anytime, um, the number will be on your screen later on. Look, I think it's important that we connect with God and we tr- and, uh, don't fear in this time, don't, don't let fear grip a hold of, of your, you know, it, it, is, it is what it is I suppose, but um, you know, we, we can't let fear grip a hold of us here. Yeah.
6: Else? I think as well that um, when, uh, you know, you can't leave the house because you want to, as a, as a mama you, you just wanted to do the shopping, you know. It was like I couldn't go out to do the shopping and had to be reliant on, you know, my children to come and bring <laughs> food to the house, you know. Like that was a hard time to transition through. and then um, And then after being 14-day quarantine where you know you're not allowed to go out, you just feel like I can't go out anyway, you know? You just feel like I just don't wanna go anywhere, you know? Like you just have this sense of um, something's happening outside that you don't, you know, like you're just stuck inside. So you think, yeah, it's just such a weird feeling. So it's really great to be here today to be amongst people, you know? (laughs) So good.
9: So good. So one of the kind of um, big changes of COVID, one of the big effects is that families have been together a lot more. And we've just had a bit of a fun, amazing question. So it says, what are some fun practical things your family have started doing together during the COVID time that you would like to continue to do after?
7: What did we do?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, we we, we made our own gym, (laughs) the Ravella gym. Memberships are nine ninety a month. It's pretty good, <laughs> and um, so that's been fun. Put on some like dancing music. Kids been dancing. We've been doing um, morning devotions uh, as a family, which has been really cool. Um, I think it's fun, and um, I don't know. I don't know something that I can continue every day because they've got to go to school <laughs> and I've got to go to work. <laughs> but um, yeah,
2: something I'd like to continue doing every day. Vanessa and I started eating more, which is amazing. <laughs> And so I, I wouldn't mind like continuing that every day. You can join together. my gym afterwards if you and want. Then it will and then we'll join yeah. Sal's gym. That's amazing. Very cool. Awesome. Um, well, I mean, I, I think I think um, I think it would be cool to hear about maybe what it looks like because you guys all have kids. You're all like, I mean, we don't have kids, and so we'd like to learn from this. But like, maybe even just an insight into like the realities, like the frustrations, and how you deal with having your kids home all the time. Like, what that looks like, even maybe your own, just like, you know, husband-wife time as well. How do you make room for your own time as well while you have kids? What's it been like in this season? Maybe some pointers for us that are watching on. Anyone want to speak into that?
0: Well, I think um, initially when we had uh, our two younger kids uh, stay at home and have to do schooling at home, I thought wow, (laughs) great. You know, I actually love having them at home. Uh, But um, because we already, like I'm a bit of a strict mama, even during the holidays, they have to do some work and stuff like that. So their new routine, so they would wake up and they would do their devotions for an hour, and then by about 9.30 they would sit um, at the table ready to do their work and Evangeline would be done by 330 and Ezekiel by 4 30 and I love that you know that in between that they'll do some exercises for lunchtime and you know get to interact with them and just actually every hour I would go and ask Evangeline okay was that subject done just to be able to just see how she's coping I mean to be honest the school was giving too much work initially it it was hard for her and she wasn't coping like Um, when a class is meant to be 50 minutes and the work goes for an hour and 20 each subject or you know as I was monitoring it had to call the school and say this is too much Uh, you know they need to reduce the work so actually we've gotten into a really good momentum Mm. in you know spending time with them making sure they're happy mentally and they are getting their work done and being there for them Um, our kids are a bit older so it's sort of you know it's a lot better routine i think is so important mm-hmm. for the kids because it may seem like that they don't like it but they thrive on routine because the, the freedom outside of that you know they get to go have fun after one once the task is complete yeah. you know she, evangeline says oh, i feel great everything's done you know so yeah that's our thing yeah. cool i yep. uh,
2: can i can i ask a question to robin vess um, so you guys, you guys have three beautiful kids, and um, you lead school supernatural ministry church. How long have you guys been married for now? 15 years. So it's a solid amount of time. And uh, but you guys are still young. Well, actually, you look very young. Robbie's a little bit older, yeah. uh, but, but um, you guys, it's the glory. Um, but um, I'd love to ask you a question about like uh, going the distance. So like God's called us to run a race. You know, we run the race as if to win, and uh, we're running right to the end. Um, But what are some things, maybe strategies you guys have learned along the way that have helped you um, not burn out, you know, not like clonk out and just kind of have to retire? Um, What keeps you going? What are some of the things that help you um, go the distance?
4: I think um, for me and going the distance is uh, just really establishing in my own life, um, you know, practices that um, I love to do. I know, Um, you know, the word of God is clear that we need to pray continuously, you know, that our life actually becomes a prayer. So for us, I suppose it's always exploring ways that we can remain healthy, mind, body, spirit. You know, I think the one thing, and I know I discuss this with a lot of, um, you know, it's it's a big discussion that um, we hear a lot, you know, on the streets with people that don't know Jesus, and even people that do know Jesus is um, when we um, ask a question, what do you love doing? Many people don't know how to answer that and, and they're sort of surprised that they've forgotten what they um what, what, what it is that they do, um, you know, thing things that they love, you know. And one thing that we always pursue is making sure that we do things that we love, you know, whether that's exercising or it's connecting with people or it's, you know, um whatever it is is pursuing things that we love and and just remembering that um the thing that God has called us to and um, not to back down very quickly. You know, it's the the word of God supersedes everything, every experience, everything that comes our way. The word of God is the final authority. So just believing the word of God over our life, I think.
3: Uh, for me, uh, I I just think it's all about my time with Jesus in the morning. <laughs> it all stems from there. I just think every morning, um, you know, I wake up early, uh almost every morning as much as i possibly can um and i just love that time with jesus and i spend as much time as i can with him in his presence being still resting being filled worshiping him spending time in his word um i mean we all know this and a lot of us do this um but then again i think there's just the basic christian principle disciplines um that that we just need to put into practice we know what to do but unfortunately we don't always do what we know and and it's just being consistent um and and just sowing every single moment of your life putting into practice what we know and then he'll just give you more more of his presence more of his love more revelation more freedom um and more you know grace to just keep going yeah
9: so good. Thank you for those encouraging words. Um so everyone's been home a lot more r- lately, yes, correct? Um who I <laughs> had uh, no choice. Who have you guys sort of found is the
8: most messy in your house now?
1: My wife. No hesitation.
8: <laughs> it was something that happened before COVID, so <laughs> it's like
2: because you guys have been home so much at the moment, who are you noticing like around the house? It's just like doesn't clean up the dishes, doesn't clean up office, doesn't flush the toilet maybe, some of those things. Is this just
6: between the husbands and wives or can we add the kids? The you can <laughs> add the kids. You can <laughs> throw the kids under the bus. Can I?
2: Some no. of the no. white Nacotchas are just in the room, I believe.
6: Well, I won't say his name. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: we won't say their names. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, so here's, here's a cool question. Why didn't God just create perfect people? Why does he give us free will? Like, what's the point of it? Like, we, he could just give, he, we could just have a perfect world. There's so much going on in the world right now. There's a lot of destruction. There's all sorts of conspiracies about who started this virus thing. But the reality is it doesn't matter. Um, but there is evil in the world, right? Um, and it just, it can feel confusing sometimes. Like, why would God allow free will when there's so much destruction? Does anyone want to shed some light on that, talk into that?
5: Well, the obvious obvious question which we always t- try to talk about it is the fact that God made, had to make us in his image, had to make us in his likeness, which means the freedom of choice. We, the free will means if you take away the free will, what would you be? I think we'd be nothing better than a robot, a computerized, planned, programmed robot. You had to have the ability to, f- to choose between right and wrong, good and evil, to make choice. And so because we have that, and once we lost our the nature of God, once we spiritually were separated from God, then there's evil in the hearts of man. And that's why there's so much sin, so much evil, so much stuff. The stuff that goes on in the earth does not happen in heaven because in heaven the will of God always happens. So there's no sickness in heaven. There's no disaster. There's no, there's no pain, nothing, because they all follow the will of God. Here we don't. And so we can't blame God. Even the fires, when the fires hit Sydney, yeah. so people say, oh, the act of God, oh God, they, they almost want to blame God. When it was... Proven that 90% 90, uh, 90 of those fires were started by a human being. Mm. Um, only a, a few of it was lightning, but even that's nature. That's not God. Mm. And so anyway, it's just understanding yeah. those things. It's a definitely God couldn't have created us any other way without a free will.
9: It's good. good. Solid. Um, so the world is sort of starting, well, Australia is sort of starting to open back up again slowly. Um but some of us are finding the motivation to pick back up where we left off and resume to our busy schedules pre-COVID. What would you guys say to dealing and combating demotivation? Demotivation, Demotivation, yes. Feeling unmotivated, unmotivated, struggling to get back into the swing of things of life.
5: Yeah, I think, again, if, if we in COVID, when we were um, in isolation, if we allowed ourselves to get before God and allow our heart to get before his presence, his heart was, His heart is going to melt our heart yeah. and, and get our, us closer to him. So even that the idols that did take our time, distractions, would have burnt away or yeah. t- been taken away so that we get more motivated to say, God, I want my life to count for your glory. I want to impact people. I want to get up out of bed. In other words, you've got a vision. Your vision is God's heart God's will for your life yeah. um and that that should be there all the time so if we don't feel motivated you've got to, we've got to start thinking okay where's my heart what am I thinking about what's my perspective in life um yeah
1: uh, i would uh practically if you if you don't think like you want to do anything again uh we're controlled by the, p- by the power of our thoughts so the greatest thought we have we're going to go to that direction so sometimes you have to not only think your way back into it but you got to speak yourself back into it you know we need to start uh change and it's hard work no one wants to do it. it's easier to think Ugh. but um it's worth it in the long run you know so be practically getting ready now, like. You know, for those who aren't showering every day, shower every day now. You know, get fresh haircuts, you know, get dressed and um start start the small steps and uh maybe start writing things down, start declaring over your life what I want to do, what, what, you know, the good things. Um I think you'll you'll start to that that direction.
2: Love that, bro. That's amazing. I think I think it's important how we start our day because that that kind of it can it can have like a domino effect as it continues. Um we had sal on our as a special guest um on our instagram live stream for youth a couple of weeks back and it was amazing and you gave us a practical point like similar back then just about you know like just you know make your bed brush your teeth like do some stuff like do things what you as you would do usually um and it kind of just shifts I guess, your attitude towards the day. It's not just a pajama day. Pajamas are cool. And if you're watching with your pajamas on right now, no condemnation in Christ (laughs) Jesus. But um, for those that are asking, how do I get back into this? Because I'm sure some of you that are watching feel a little bit um, demotivated to get back into a rhythm. And it's not about going to what was. But it's about being faithful and fruitful because we've, we've heard a lot of prophetic words about, you know, God is doing something new and um, or, or we're entering into a fresh season and there's exciting new things ahead. Um, and the reality is, if we want that, we've got to go after it. God still is calling laborers to the field. So let's go after this thing together. Let's get up. Let's wake up from our slumber and go after this thing. There is a world at stake here. And so God is calling us to awaken. Let's not, like, how sour would it be if we heard the alarm bells, like, like, or the school bell rings and we're late to class? And in the same way, COVID's, you know, like, it's over quarantine's over, but we're just kind of feeling slow and sluggish. I remember just before this happened, Vanessa and I were on fire to just tell every person we saw on the street about Jesus. And if I'm honest, I don't know about you, if I'm honest, it feels so not natural to talk to people right now. And I see someone on the street and I say, hi, my name blah, 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 <laughs> blah. You got kind of to stumble over your words because you're not used to speaking. And, and anyway, I think these are, practic- these are really helpful things to consider practically um, to enter back into, you know, um, community and affect community. We've had a beautiful season um, uh, going to the face of God, glory beholding glory and, and becoming into the likeness of Him. But this next season, we, God has still called us to go out. He's saying, go out into the harvest field. Um, I'd love to hear, bro. So the reason I honored you for a moment <laughs> as well is because I'd love to hear um, maybe some of the literature you've been reading over this season, um, maybe things that you we can take on like resources outside, of, other than the Bible. Um, that have helped you and blessed you uh, to become a person that you are?
1: <laughs> I've been reading, um, I've been, re- okay, to be honest, I've been reading so many books. I'm studying my degree in theology at the moment, so a lot of my books have been based on um, certain things. Yeah, um, on. But so, <laughs> what kind of reading have I been doing?
8: No, it's mainly been all for the studies.
1: One book that's been helping me by Timothy Keller is A Book on Prayer. Okay, cool. That's been absolutely incredible. Yeah. And uh, that's that's just helped me break into a new rhythm and a new routine of yeah. prayer life, to be honest, because yeah. I don't want to go back to how I used to pray. Cool. Um, this has actually challenged... Uh, how I approach God moving yeah, forward. That's awesome. That's man. been really, really good. That's cool. uh, so I definitely recommend, plug that book. Anything yeah. by uh, Craig Groeschel. Um, <laughs> there's a book he wrote, uh, Hope in the Dark, I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, that's been incredible. I've been yeah. reading that as well. Yeah. Uh, it's finding hope and God when all seems lost. That's cool. Uh, that's yeah. been. That's a really good one. So yeah. if anyone's going through some stuff, I recommend yeah. that book that's for awesome. sure. So. That seems good. Cool. If you
2: guys are watching,
1: if especially if you've just
2: joined and you don't know what the heck is going on, we're having a panel with some of the pastors on stage, and uh, you have the opportunity to shoot some questions through. You can shoot them through on the number below or on the link, and uh, we'd love to ask those questions for you. Um, just sticking to the topic of prayer, um, I'd love to hear from any of you guys on stage, maybe even like Heidi, um, <laughs> or or maybe even uh, vests to just maybe hear like what your time in prayer looks like, because everyone's different, and that's cool. Like that, I think it's amazing. I'd love to hear maybe what your time in prayer looks like, because <laughs> I know. I mean, I know it's private. Heidi's quite a private person private as well. Person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
6: Cool. Um, so I love to pray in the spirit. Um, and get, get some worship music. Um, and just spend time just focusing on his presence and, um, and just being vulnerable with him. I just, if I cry, I cry. If I, if, if I'm happy, I'm happy. I don't know. I just go with wherever the Holy Spirit is taking me and, um, and then, um, praying for, for people, praying for situations, praying for my heart mostly because <laughs> I want my heart to be so, um, just, pure for him you know my motivation for life for living everything about it um, so my time with the father is mostly cleaning my internal um, thoughts and and my heart to just to give him glory because that's my 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 aim in life is just to be here to give him glory yeah
4: Uh, i think for me i always struggled with prayer and what that actually means um but, you know, as I've explored the topic more, you know, or that area more in my life, I've really found that it's not um, as difficult as we can make out that prayer is. It's the most natural thing we can ever, that we can ever do is um, commune with our Father in heaven. And for me, it's more of an existence than than anything else. It's, it's a practice of his presence. And I think, um, you know, the Bible says that our life is a prayer to God. So I think for me, it's... Um, just learning to stay in that place of presence with God and partnering with with him in every way, you know, I think I heard Roland Baker say something like, um, you know, um, how long do you spend in the presence of God? And he said, why would you ever leave? You know, and since I heard that, which was quite a few years ago, I have with all my heart tried to stay in a place where I abide with the Father at all times. And, and it's just a practice and i'm not saying that i'm there yet not at all but for me it's always a conscious effort to make sure that i'm hearing from heaven and and partnering with it, not just hearing from it but yielding to that space and releasing it on this earth
2: we got a we got a live question that's just come in uh, for tony and heidi um, how does it feel to tell the whole world that your son doesn't have clean habits <laughs> when you are the ones who race. <laughs> that's actually from Curtis, the contrast, so it's okay. Um, but that's, I think that's a cool segue into raising kids. Um, like what, what are some like things that you've, um, what, I, I guess like some tips to just raising kids, how, how you guys, what you guys would say. How do you make sure your kids also maybe don't walk away from a God is another question that came through at one point. Um just like, let's I'll just talk I'll around this for a couple, like a, a little while.
1: I'll just kick us off because we have got young kids and we're expecting our third, which is really exciting. Uh, Woo And so, what I've always made sure that we do, um, and you know, it's awesome to be part of a church. Actually, to have great fathers in the house to glean off, and that's what I've been doing to you guys. And um, you know, I never. Sp- first thing I do, I've never spoken ill over my child. You know, especially when I discipline them, I, I separate the the what they've done to who they are. Yeah, they're not that person, you know. So I'll always encourage, I'll always build up, I'll never tear down. And at the end of the day, I want them to follow my example. So, you know, I said to my, my brother, my brother, my son yesterday, hey, you're going to have to look after a whole bunch of women with me. You know, we've got to treat them the right way. And you goes, Daddy, I'm just going to follow your example. So I know, oh, I love you, son. Anyway. <laughs> um, I, d- I think also when you're, um, you know,
8: I'm getting the hang of this with with my two children. They're different. And so the way you're going to talk to one of them to try and um, teach them something is going to be different to the other one. So you um, you pray so much for patience all the time um, and creative ways of trying to explain a situation to them so they understand, oh, if I put myself in this position, I wouldn't like that. So I think that really helps.
7: Very good. And um, yeah... Just to add on to what they're saying, spot on. Um, examples, chur- uh, having them in church obviously is amazing. Uh, you know, there's great role models, uh, good schools. But uh, for for, uh, for me and Heidi, I think we've always given them freedom and, and uh, uh, nurture their creativity, nurture their talents. Uh, obviously ours are a lot older now, they're all adults, but we, we just do everything in love. Everything has to be out of love and I love my children dearly, so I always do my best to explain things creatively, mm-hmm. like uh, Laurie was saying, and and also um, I'm very patient. You've got to be patient with them, and and then um, yeah, just honour and yeah, honour them and respect them. Because I remember one time I I was with a long time ago, about 10 years ago, I asked one of them for respect, and they asked, they said, "What about me? I want respect too." And it really pricked my heart. So I'll never ever stop respecting them, and uh, yeah, I think that's it for me. Yeah,
5: yeah I think. Um just in response to what Curtis said to his, his parents yeah. um, <laughs> that we've also had five children and, and I was gonna talk about this a little bit before. When you tell your child to clean his room, we've done that over and over and over. I mean Leon wasn't one of the cleanest you know, kids <laughs> growing up either. We were always telling him you need to clean up, clean your room. Leon, and sometimes you get upset with him or angry with him. And um but he's he's really clean now when he's married. Yeah. So <laughs> you'll be surprised, Curtis, when you grow up, you it's working, in other words. So you might think you know it's a joke but but that's but it's also true that when you keep disciplining keep tr- teaching keep showing that when they grow up they actually become the ones that want everything tidy uh they catch it even as they become uh, parents themselves so it might not look like it's working but it's working and so going back to par- parenting one of the biggest things i think that that would work is you just got to you got to be real and you got to live what you believe mm-hmm. especially us being pastors and we preach every sunday we can't preach one thing and live something else. To me that would definitely turn your kids off. Yeah. So it's just got to be real, it's got to be sincere, it's got to be you know out of revelation. So it doesn't mean you do everything perfect. Just they just got to know that this is real for you. And, and I think that's vital, I think.
0: Um I think one of the key things as parents we could do is pray for our kids. Um my grocery cupboard, I have a whole list of scriptures that i pray over our children i pray for that they grow up in the fear of the lord i pray for their spouses exactly the same thing and their spouses to come that they grow up in the fear of the lord that they grow up in unity and love and respect for one another that we get to do life together expanding his kingdom and uh, that they will never ever not for a moment uh, 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 you know i have the all these scriptures written out not for a moment that they would even contemplate on walking away from what God has for their life so when we pray those prayers in faith not in fear or unbelief by praying them it's like speaking the word the word of God says for us as parents to speak the word so literally I use those scriptures and I have spoken over our kids since they were little and then Leah used to pray prayers from ephesians and colossians over our kids and they even remember it to this day you know that we we're just calling those things that are not as though they were even as they're young because we want Mm. you know you want to be able to sow seeds and you want to reap the benefits of it uh, when they're growing up or when they're young so to speak because you're speaking those things you're speaking the word of god into their life Mm.
9: awesome awesome So, obviously, like, all the things that you guys have been sharing with us have come from a journey. Like, we don't, obviously, all just get it right the first time. Can you guys sort of, I guess, maybe be a little bit vulnerable with us and maybe share some times where you haven't got it right and where, I guess, God's strength has been made perfect in your weakness and um, some of the journeys that he's taken you on to get you where you are today? Yeah. Yeah?
5: Well, when we first got married, we used to fight a lot. So, so that's 27 and a half years ago. Yeah. But so we clashed a lot because our personalities were different. We we're both strong-willed. Um, she's grew up grew up in a different home to me, different culture, everything. So we clashed a lot, yeah. and I, we used to fight a lot, get angry with each other. And when when I became, when I thought, when I got married, I thought, "Wow, this anger in me that I never was there before." I realized I've got to go deeper to God. And say, God, I need your help here because I've got to overcome this. And I did. I went to God, had to die to myself and everything. And we had to learn how to work with each other, love one another. And um, the first three years, you know, we always say, yeah, the first year was hell, man. It was hell, our marriage. And then when it's five years, which Christina would say, the first two years was hell. And it's 10 years. The first three years was hell. When yeah. it's 20 years, the first five <laughs> years was hell. And I think, well, honey, why do you keep making it larger? Like, you know, it wasn't the first couple of years. But it's because our marriage is, is getting better and better and right. better. And so, but we we had to work on it and work at it and, and stuff. So we, we had some pretty bad fights in the past. Are you talking about marriage or kids? Just life. Just
2: life. Just be real about life. Cause so th- this is this is this is our thoughts, right? People look on stage and they see pastors and they look shiny and clean and nice, <laughs> uh, but the reality is God has. I, I think like, I had a question. I'd l- I would have loved to hear what your what your thoughts on, are on the role of pastors. Um, but I, I want to reiterate that that's that's all that it is. It's a role. We have the role to be pastors, but we are brothers and sisters. Like with anyone else in church, we're brothers and sisters. We're equal in the eyes of God, equal value. Um, we just have different functions in the family. And I think it's important. It's incredibly important that everyone at home knows that you're hearing testimonies of God doing incredible things in, the, in these guys' lives. Uh, but the reality is like they're just as imperfect as you. They're flawed human beings that God chose to use to lead other people. Um, and so I just, I think it's an important thing to, to remember if anyone wants to share i oh, like back.
1: seriously i get um I, I always feel insecure about you know doing what i'm meant to do you know i feel sometimes like oh, i'm not good enough or i fight these negative thoughts like we all fight negative thoughts you know we all feel that we're not good enough and uh, in our weakness how do i do this and the best thing is is i don't rely on my gift my ability uh, i rely on his strength yeah. you know so i might get up on stage to preach and i'm like ah and, and god just comes through Uh, You know, we're leading the connect group. Can we lead these people? How are we going to do this? And then just God comes through. I don't know. We're just normal people. We go through our ups and downs. We yell at our kids. She does the most of it. But, um, (laughs) and then we love on them again. But we're normal people. Like. Yeah,
8: Yeah, I actually had um, something to say about that. Um, So as a parent, I wanted to, um, I wanted to not be as strict as my own upbringing. I still wanted strictness, of course, you know, discipline and everything. Um, But. um, you know, I realised uh, uh, how I was being once one night when I was with the kids and I, I was just real with them and, and I just said, look, kids, I'm really sorry. Mummy's trying to be the best mommy I can and I don't want to yell at you at the end of the day. I know I'm tired, but I do need you to listen. And, um, you know, they they just gave me the love and grace and they, they just said, it's okay, mum, and... and So it was something where it's like, you know, you might be a parent, but you still can make mistakes. So, you know, your kids are humans. They'll they'll understand. You've got to talk to them.
2: I love that idea that the parents, that the role of a parent is not to be perfect. The role of a parent is to be a parent, <laughs> you know, to, to love, to nurture, to lead where, where it works to lead. But parents get to learn from the kids. The kids get to learn from the parents. Like And under God, we're all children, brothers and sisters. It's beautiful. Um, but the only way it works is through honor. You know, we honor one another. And um, we end up richer and better for it. Um, but I just—we're gonna—we're gonna start bringing this to a close now. And I just thought this would be actually a perfect opportunity um, to to talk around. I'm gonna hand it over to Sal in a minute. Um, if you wanna get ready, Sal. But I just—I just, I just want to remind us, like as we're sharing now, no one on stage is perfect in and of their own selves. Um, we actually come to Jesus, and He clothes us in His righteousness. So in the eyes of the Father, He sees us as perfect. But uh, the journey that we're living, it's walking It's walking from perfection into perfection because He placed us in that place and we're continuing to grow in that place. And so I want to I encourage any of you that have been in this this season and it felt like you really struggled. Um, maybe you feel like your light dwindled um, or maybe you just you felt dry in this last season. I just want to remind you that what you do isn't a reflection of your righteousness. Your righteousness can be found in Jesus when you put your faith in in Him. And that's the message of the gospel. And we're going to invite those of you that are watching today that have never given your life to Jesus, or maybe you don't know the message of the gospel, we want to invite you to take this next um, next little bit seriously. We want to invite you to make Jesus the Lord of your life. So I'm going to hand it over to Sal, and he's going to invite you to do that.
1: Yeah, like uh, Leon said, uh, we're not perfect, and we will never be perfect. But the truth is, God is perfect. And, and you know, to get into heaven, you need to be 100% perfect. So already we're disqualified by that. But the best thing is, is that this is what I love about the faith that we have, that God knew that we would never get to Him. So He said, I want to be with my children. I want to spend eternity with them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my son, Jesus, and he's going to live a perfect life. See, Jesus was born of a virgin, and he, he never had sin blood in him. He never walked on this earth and sinned. He walked a perfect life, and he did this for one reason only. He was born... To die for you and I. So what happened is he took the place on us. He said, "You know what? I'm going to go to the cross, and I'm going to take their place. the The punishment that they deserve because you know we've all sinned. The Bible says that um, for those who have sinned, the, the the punishment for sin is death. You know, when you do something wrong, you need to be punished. And so we've all done something wrong. We've all sinned. Everyone lies. Everyone stole. Some we've all done something. The grace of God says. I'm going to forgive you if you put your trust in Jesus. See, Jesus died on the cross. He took all our sin. He took all our, everything that was owed to us. And He, he said, I'm going to die on the cross on their behalf. So when God, when He died, the power of, He died, He went to hell and then, The Bible says that the Spirit of God went down and rose Him from the dead. He broke the power of sin and death. And now He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And all we need to do, the Bible says, is put our faith in Jesus. Make Him Lord over our lives. That means we we, we acknowledge that we need a Savior. And we acknowledge that He needs to become Lord, Master of our lives. And we surrender our lives to Him. And the best part about this is this. Is that Jesus says, I have come that you will have life and life to the fullest. So the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but he comes to give life. So when we surrender our lives to him, not only do we enter eternity with our Father in heaven, but we have life now to the fullest. So I want to ask you, if you're listening to my voice and you're watching this, do you know Jesus as your Lord Lord and Savior? Have you invited him in your heart? Do you believe in him? Does your life repent from your old ways is your life now following him and if it doesn't or maybe it used to but it's not right now you can make the decision right now to follow jesus it's as simple as believing in your heart of what he did for you on the cross and confessing it with your mouth so if there's anyone watching and, and if you're like you know what i want to live this life i'm not perfect I, I i i don't know god i don't have a relationship with him jesus is my lord of my life that's you. I'm going to pray for you right where you are sitting and standing. Or you, or I invite you to um, let, allow me to include you in this prayer. So why don't you just close your eyes if you can and make this serious. And I'm just going to pray with you. Maybe you want to repeat the prayer. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I turn from my way of living and I choose to follow you. I, I, I ask that you enter my heart thank you for loving me and now I choose to love you back and I will follow you all the days of my life Amen You've been listening to the GGC Life Podcast We hope this message has encouraged you For more, please visit our website ggclife.com or email us GGC Life at ggclife.com. From our house to
6: yours, be blessed.